0: God, in you we have everything, oh God, and it is in you we live, we move, and we have our being. This morning, Lord, we hallow you, O God, and we say, may your name be praised. May your name be glorified. Thank you, Lord, for life. Thank you, my God, for the gift of life today. Thank you for strength. Thank you, my God, for the life of your people that are gathering right now, O God, in your presence. Ah, in worship before your throne, we say, Lord, be exalted, O God, and be glorified. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you this morning, and we give you all the praise, O God, and we give you the honor. You are God and there's no other God. In the mighty name of Jesus this morning, Father, I pray that Lord take over this service. I ask my God your presence in every home and wherever your people have joined in this service from. I pray my God your divine presence with them. Thank you my God that Lord there's no distance in the spirit and therefore we are together in your name. Your words are where two or three are gathered together in your name. There you are in the midst of them. And lord this morning we know that lord you are in our midst thank you jesus we give you glory this morning have your own way oh god spirit of the living god speak through this vessel of clay oh god and i pray that lord may the anointing of your word touch lives touch every life my god this morning in the mighty name of jesus your word your word that comes out of your mouth you declare does not return to you empty doesn't come back to you void until it has accomplished the purpose to which it has been sent this is your healing word, O oh God. And so I pray this morning that, Lord, as we send your word of healing, my God, through the nations, my God, through this media, my God, let your people receive healing, and not just healing, but cause your people to walk in divine health according to your covenant promise. Bless your people and bless the service. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This morning, I'm ministering to you about a subject that I am very passionate about. About, I'm so passionate about this subject because I believe that even my salvation, coming to the place of salvation was as a result of this matter. Amen. I came to know the Lord through infirmity. And it is through infirmity that I sought the Lord and I found him. But little did I know that he was seeking me. Amen. Because before time began, God has already ordained His purposes concerning our lives. Amen. So this morning, I'm talking to you about divine health, not just divine healing. Because there's a difference between divine healing and divine health. Amen. When we talk about divine healing, it's of the moment where you are sick and you are healed. But when we talk about divine health, we're talking about walking in fullness of health continually. Amen. Continually, not being sick, but having the power that Zoe life of God working in your mortal body amen giving you divine health that you walk in divine health amen and so this morning let's get to the word amen and before I start why don't you call friends why don't you call family and ask them to join into this service it's going to be a blessing I know amen now the will of God or the desire of God is that you and I may be well amen his word in 3 John 2, I begin from there, says that, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Now, this is talking about total well-being. Prosperity is not just finances. Most of the time when we talk about prosperity, people's minds go in- immediately to finances. And people say, well, we don't like prosperity preachers and we don't like prosperity preaching. But really, the whole Bible, as I keep on saying, is a book of prosperity because God is... A God who is prosperous amen and he says that the cattle upon a thousand hills belong to him and he's a benevolent God and his desire for man is a man should prosper and when I talk about prosper I mean do well amen so the word of God in third John 2 says beloved I wish above all things this is my desire that thou mayest prosper that you do well and be in health he didn't say just heal he said be in health be in good health, even as your soul prospers. And I often like to add and pocket, amen, because when your pocket is dry, believe me, you feel sick. Huh? So I like to take the totality of it, that spirit, soul, and body, and I, I, I myself add and pocket, amen. Praise the Lord. This is the will of God for our lives, that we may be prosperous, we may do well. And doing well includes walking in divine health, amen. And this is God's plan and this is God's will for all mankind. When God created Adam and Eve, he saw what he had created. He said, and God said, this is very good. Amen. There was no sickness in man. Amen. And so God's plan is for us to be totally, totally well. Absolutely. From the crown of our head to the the sole of our feet, in our spirit, in our soul. Amen. And in our body. Now the word of God in Exodus chapter 15, 26 puts a light on healing. Amen. God says, said to the children of Israel that if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, he says, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians for I am the Lord that healeth thee. The light that this word or the, the understanding we get from this word is that god doesn't consider healing a blessing are you understanding me sometimes people say, "Oh, i am sick so that god will be glorified my sickness is to bring glory to god just because of what jesus said in john chapter 11 but that is not the case god doesn't need to be glorified through your sickness that was a one-off case but god is rather glorified when you are well and when you are strong and you are vibrant that is what God's will is for our lives. And God says that if we keep his covenant, if we keep his word, he will put none of the diseases he put upon the Egyptians. He said, For I am the Lord that led thee. He put sicknesses, he plagued them because he was punishing them or pushing their hand to let go his people. He said, I will not bring any of these diseases upon you, for I am the Lord that healed thee. It's not the Lord who healed thee. Past. Or the Lord who will heal you future he said i'm the lord that healed thee that is present continual he he's a healing god amen and so if he's a healing god then it presupposes that we should walk in divine health divine health is part of god's blessing and it comes god has a covenant of healing with his people one of my all-time favorites and one that i hold on to strongly from Exodus 23 25 to 26 where the Bible says God said that you shall serve the Lord your God and he'll bless your bread and He will bless your water and he said and I will take sickness look at it he says you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water okay Moses speaking then he says I will take so you see it changes there Moses begins to talk then he says I will take God will take so I will take sickness from the midst of thee god is aware that sickness and disease has come into the world through the sin of adam amen and he says i will take sickness from the midst of thee from among you i will take it away and, he says, and there shall none cast their young nor be barren among you there'll be no barrenness there will be no miscarriage i want to talk about barrenness we are not just we are we're not just talking about barrenness as of the womb because sometimes people think that's all it is, but sometimes you can be barren, you know, financially. They're, they're spiritually barren. He said there will be no barrenness, but rather we will be fruitful. Amen. In that land, he said, the number of your days I will fulfil. Talking about longevity, talking about fulfilling the number of your days, you will not, your life will not be cut short. You will not die before your time. And somebody asked me, Pastor, when is the time for somebody to die? amen and Bible says that Moses said that three score and ten and by reason of strength more amen but really I believe in my heart the man's years should extend to about 120 or even more according to the desire and the will of God and he says if by reason of strength their strength amen so when people die early and people say that oh um, it's the will of God for them to die what do you mean the person hasn't fulfilled their their, their life's purpose they die young and people so um, but is it always God who takes we must consider this because when you read the Bible you read the life of the patriarchs you realize that they died full of years so they died full of years and they were gathered up amen being full of years they died Abraham full of years you name Isaac they were all full of years Jacob they fulfilled their life's purpose amen Jacob was old and his sons were grown up amen he had the privilege of blessing his sons listen you should not die young you mustn't die young it's not the will of God for you to die young and I declare unto you today you will not die young neither will you bury your children it's an abomination for parents to bury their children amen we must go in that order the order in which we came Amen. It is an abomination. You will not die. You must not die. And today I speak to you according to the covenant word of God. He says that the number of your days I will fulfill. You will live long to declare the good works of the Lord. Somebody put your hands together and clap your hands. And say I receive it. Healing and divine health belongs to God's children. The covenant children, covenant people of God. As I said, the covenant of healing, he says that if you serve me, then I will bless your bread. I will bless your water. I will take sickness from you. You will not be buried, you will not miscarry, and your day, you fulfill the number of your days. It's a covenant. If you will, I will. Amen. If you will, I will. That doesn't mean that sickness and disease will not come. They will come because we are in this world, but God will take it away from you. God will take it away and you walk in divine health. You'll be healed and you walk in divine health and you'll fulfill the number of your days in the mighty name of Jesus. Healing is the right of God's children. I like to say that healing is the bread of God's children because if you go to the Gospel of St. Matthew chapter 15, the verse 21 to 28, the Bible says that Jesus went and departed to the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan, came out of the same coast and cried out unto him, saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil, but he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him saying, send her away. You know how people can be zealous, you know? Send her away. No, people can be very wicked. For she cries after she's disturbing us. And he said unto her, I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and she worshipped him and said, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, that it is not right to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. She was asking for healing, for a deliverance of her daughter. Jesus said it's not right to take the bread of the children, the right of the children to be healed and give it to dogs. The reason why Jesus referred to her as a dog was not an insult. He was not insulting her that you were a dog, But you see, the Jews refer to the Gentiles as dogs because the Gentiles, they say, are mixed race. They are not pure Jews. So they refer to them as dogs, Samaritans and so. So he said, it's not right to take the bread of the children and give it to the dogs, cast it to the dogs. And she, in faith, said, truth, Lord, you speak true. Yet the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their table, that fall under the table when the children eat and Jesus said to her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto you as you will. And the Bible said her daughter was made whole from that same hour. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Healing is the bread of God's children. Amen. When we talk about the children's bread, it's the right of the children. How many parents will buy bread and put it either on the counter or in the fridge and when your child goes for it, you will beat them. No, no. I mean, you, you buy bread so that children can have food to eat. So it's a right of God's children. And beloved, so you as a child of God, healing is your right. It's your right to be healed. Really, you don't have to beg God to heal you because he rather wants you healed. Amen. And he, he has made every provision for you to be healed. Amen. God wants you to be healed. Amen. God wants you to be made totally whole. And God's word gives us insight into how we can walk and have this divine healing or walk in divine healing. Number one, I believe that it is number one by understanding. You see, because if you understand somebody's heart or somebody's mind towards you about anything, you are more confident to receive. Sometimes we are not quite sure when the subject of healing comes in. Some are not quite sure what is the will of God. Is the will of God for me to die? No, it's not the will of God for you to die yet. It's not your time to die. Tell your wife, your husband, your child, anybody there. Tell them it's not your time to die. Look at someone and tell them it's not your time to die. It's not your time to die at all. Amen. It's time for us to live. Amen. So when we understand the will of God concerning healing and we understand the principles that he has set for our healing, beloved, we, we will be healed. Amen. We will be healed. Hallelujah. Sickness and disease, number one, you must understand, is not part of the blessing of God. It's part of the curse of the law. That doesn't mean that if you are sick, you are cursed. That's all I'm saying. But this is how sickness and disease comes into the world, not to you as a person. But that's why we have sickness and disease. Sickness and disease is part of the curse of the law. If you go to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, it's a great chapter that I believe every Christian ought to read. It's very important that you read Jeremy chapter 28. Now, I'll read the verse 15, 22, 27 to 29. This is what the curse of the law says. Say, But it shall come to pass, if you will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God, to observe, to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I commanded this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. The Lord shall smite thee with consumption and with a fever, and with an inflammation, and with extreme burning, and with a sword, and blasting, and with mildew, and they shall pursue thee until you perish. The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt, and emeroids, and with scab, and with the itch, whereof you cannot be healed. The Lord will smite you with madness, blindness, and astonishment of heart. And thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropes in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt only be oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save thee. Now you see, he says that this is part of the curse of the law. Sickness, disease, blindness, madness, astonishment of heart, the itch, the botch, hemorrhoids, you name It's there, the fever, inflammations. All these are part of the curse of the law. But praise be to God. And I want you to clap your hands right there. Amen. This is what I love about God. He makes things so clear. Praise be to God that Today, you and I, according to Galatians 3.13, have been delivered from the curse of the law. Amen. Galatians 3.13 declares that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. We have been delivered from the curse of the law. Amen. Because Jesus became a curse for us on the tree, on the cross. Amen. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So these diseases and these curses that I just read to you do not apply to you. They don't apply to you as you walk diligently in the word of god as you receive jesus as your lord and your savior you come to the place of righteousness you you are justified by his blood and i like to say justified is just as if you have never sinned so these diseases are not your portion rather as galatians 3:13 says christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law because bible says, the curse is any man that hangs on the tree that is the cross amen the cross was the violence of deaths reserved for outcasts armed robbers people that society had decided to cast out to kill and that's the kind of death the Son of God took so that he would take our sin he would take the punishment that was due us he would take our infirmities amen he would take the curse because anyone that was killed on the cross was was crucified was killed on the cross was deemed a cursed so Jesus became a curse for us He so that the blessing Of God that he put upon Abraham might come upon us, the Gentiles. Hallelujah. So Jesus became a curse, took this curse, the curse of the law, upon himself in exchange for us to have a a blessing. So we receive the blessing. Amen. If you read the church chapter 28, you read the blessing of obedience and the curse of obedience. But we have, by Christ, received the blessing instead of the curse. So sickness and disease, all these things that I read, I'm sure when I was reading them, you were going, they are not your portion. Your portion is to be healed. Amen. Jesus on the cross took our infirmity. The Bible declares that by his stripes, the wounding, the beating, the cut of nine tails, which was a leather whip, which had a metal and glass studded in it, which they used to whip him and tear his flesh. Through those wounds he received, the Bible says that we are healed. So he took our infirmities on his own self on the cross. The Bible says by his stripes, we are healed. We are healed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the curse of the law is broken over your life. And so now the blessing of God that is healed, that comes with healing, is your portion. Amen. The curse of the law is not part of what God gives you in the blessing amen but rather the blessing there's a scripture in isaiah chapter 58 talking about the true fast god says that the true father he has chosen is not a day for us to starve ourselves it's not a day for us to put on sackcloth and look dry and when somebody says oh sister what's Oh, no i'm i'm on an extended fast no he says no he said that's not the true fast He, he you can fast as you're fasting your food but he says that it's not this the father i've chosen to lose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, and let the oppressed go free, that you break every yoke? Is it not to deal your bread with the hungry, and that you bring the poor that are cast out into your house, and when you see the naked, you cover him, and you hide not yourself from your own flesh? said, then shall your light break forth as the morning, and your health shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be your reward. Amen. So God says that this is the true fast, that when we deal our bread with the hungry, when we undo the bonds of wickedness, we don't walk in wickedness, you know, because Christ has redeemed but if you go back walking in wickedness, doing wicked things, then you open the door for the enemy to come in. But if we shut all these doors, then our light will break forth as the morning. Amen. And our health will spring forth speedily. This morning, I've prayed that may someone's health spring forth speedily. May every spirit of infirmity that has taken hold upon your life, may it depart from you and may your health spring forth speedily. Amen. God wants you to be totally whole. The plan of sickness and disease and premature death and accidents and all those things are not the will of God for his people. These are the works of the thief, the robber, the devourer, the murderer, you know his name. His name is Satan. Amen. And Jesus called him out. You know, called him out. He said that the thief cometh not, but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Exposing the threefold agenda of Satan to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But he said, "But I am come that you may have life, and have it more abundantly." The will of God for your life is that you have abundant love, life, fullness of life, and divine health. The thief comes, but not. The only purpose for which the enemy comes into our life is to steal. To kill and to destroy. But that is not the will of God for your life. Sickness really is a process unto death. Yes. Because when any sickness grips you, if you don't get healed, don't find measures for healing, it takes you straight to death. In, in our time, in this time, look at this awful coronavirus that has come. A, a virus that mutates itself. It's, it, it's, just, it's got Satan's fingerprints all over it. This is no accusation. His fingerprints are all over it, moving from city to city, nation to nation. You know something that the world has never seen before. You know, but it tells us that the the thief is on the rampage, the enemy is on the rampage. But I come to announce to you today that it is not your portion. Jesus said, He has come that you will have life and have it in its fullness. Amen. And and Jesus' ministry, if you read the Gospels of matthew mark luke and john you realize that his ministry was mostly in bringing freedom liberty to people healing people amen healing people acts ten thirty eight says says how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil not healing some so everyone that was oppressed of the devil who came to jesus they got healed he went about doing good healing the sick and bible says for god was with him so he, Jesus was on a God agenda, a God mission. The, 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 the power of God backed him in what he was doing. That tells us it's God's will for us to be healed. Amen. If it wasn't God's will for us to be healed, then Jesus would not have been healing people. And people would say that, oh, the days of um, divine healing are over. That's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Don't let the enemy deceive you. Jesus Christ of Nazareth is still in the healing and the miracle working business. Somebody shout amen. amen. He's still in the healing and the miracle working business. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. He's alive forevermore. And the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the unchanging God. Amen. This power is still at work to bring healing in the same way that his power is at work to bring salvation. How can you believe for salvation and not believe for divine healing? Then, truly, excuse me to say, you are a joke. You are joking. Because on the same cross, on the same tree, in the same place where our sins were forgiven, when Jesus died, in the same place, our healing was also bought for us. He was whipped, he was beaten. He took stripes on his back. For that, we received our healing. He died and our sins were forgiven. Sickness and disease, I told you, came through sin, the channel of sin. And so if your sin is forgiven, then your diseases too are healed. So don't let anybody deceive you that, oh, the days of divine healing is over. It is not. It is is now and forevermore until we see Jesus face to face. Hallelujah. So God was Backing Jesus, the anointing upon the Christ was to heal the sick, to deliver the oppressed, and set the captive free. Amen. First John three eight says that he that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. And he says, for this purpose the Son of God was manifest, that he would destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came; he was manifest, so he would destroy the works of the devil. The works of the devil, sickness, disease destruction death all manner of no bad things amen he came to destroy the works of the devil and so beloved healing is your portion in the same way that you can receive salvation you know and we find it so easy when we say we want to receive Jesus as our Lord and our Savior and you you pray after me dear Lord Jesus I believe in my heart You are the Son of God we receive Jesus and we are confident that our sins are forgiven and we, we leave wherever we went to receive Christ or in the time we, we become free. We know that we are no longer condemned, we are no longer judged, we are we are forgiven, our sins are forgiven. That one you believe it. But how come you don't believe when you also pray that dear Lord Jesus, heal me of this infirmity? I know you've paid the price for my sins, so take this sickness from me. How come you don't believe that? If you believe for salvation, you must believe in the same manner for divine healing. For health. Are you with me? Put your hands together. It's like eating a, a whole egg and, be, and say that I believe that the yolk is egg or the white is egg and the yolk is not. You have eaten it. It's egg. Egg is egg. The total thing makes an egg. And the package of salvation includes healing. Amen. The package of salvation includes healing. David was spot on in Psalm 103 when he said, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He didn't say, and forget not his benefit. He said, forget not all his benefits. Who forgives you of all your iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Oh, you know, I I, I sometimes just look at the word and I rejoice. Because David spoke this psalm thousands of years before Christ. But David was talking about the package salvation. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Satisfies your mouth with good things. These are all part of the salvation package. You get a new job. They said this is your package. You are getting a house. In the olden days you say you are getting a bungalow. A car and this and that. The benefits of the job. Alright? It's a package. Salvation. Beloved, listen to me clear. Salvation is a package. Once you are saved, Once your sins have been forgiven, you have a right to be healed. So do not succumb to any disease. Do not give in to any disease. You need to fight this. You need to fight it by the word of God and by your understanding and by your knowledge that this is not my portion. Jesus has paid the price for me to be healed. And so this sickness must find its level. Tell it find your level, oh! this body is a temple, the Holy Spirit somebody shout my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit hallelujah amen and so healing and divine health is a portion of the children of God amen the believer has the right to be healed the promise of believer Malachi 4 2 declares but unto you that fear my name unto you that love me and hate evil you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healings in his wings amen and you shall go up and go up you shall go forth and go up as calves in the store talking about you, you shall go forth in strength so unto you who believe in my name you who fear my name the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings Jesus is the son of righteousness and if you look at it doesn't it say s-o-n it says s-u-n the son amen but Jesus is the son of righteousness he brings us healing Unto those who fear the name of the Lord. Unto those who believe in his name. The Lord Jesus comes upon your life with healing. Amen. That you may have divine health and divine healing. It is your right, child of God, to walk in divine health. To walk in divine healing. Amen. And I pray that after today, you will not give in to fear of any disease. It doesn't matter what kind of disease it is. God's power of healing heals all. He said, and all who came to Jesus were healed. Those who came with a palsy, that's paralysis. Those who came with blindness. Those who came, you know, anything they brought, they were healed. One disease is not more powerful than the other in the sight of God. I think this morning or something, I was ministering where I said, listen, God doesn't need to crank up more power. To heal one disease as opposed to another. And that is why sometimes, you know, you, you, you must really get it into your spirit because you go to a hospital and the doctor will tell you, oh, um, this is the, uh, malaria. Oh, it's oh malaria, oh okay, okay, okay. Hey. <laughs> it's like it's okay because you are not afraid of malaria. You've been you've been here. You Mosquitoes have done you good. All these years, malaria. What does it have? Malaria. Oh, is oh, it? Like, oh, malaria but malaria kills. But you see, because we think that it's common malaria, that's why we say common malaria, you will not be afraid. And some people will not even pray to God that God healed me of this malaria. Or if they pray, they believe, oh, God will heal me of this malaria. But when you go to a doctor, and the doctor tells you, madam or um, um, say, maybe you have, what can I say? Okay, you have a cancer, or you have a tumor, or you have something. Immediately, immediately, you go weak. You will not say, "Oh, Tima, oh, that's okay." Come on, tumor." No, you become alarmed. I mean, your mouth becomes dry. You, you 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 can't even eat for days. You become depressed. All you see is death, 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 death. But why would you not see that when oh, they said malaria? Because you have faith in the cancer that is powerful. It's more powerful than malaria it can kill you. But you must also understand that the power of your God is above cancer. It's above every disease. And God doesn't need extra power to heal you of cancer than he needs to heal you of cold. No, it's the same power. Amen. It's the same power. And that is where we need to adjust our faith and our thinking. We, We need an adjustment in our spirit, in our faith, and in our mind. Because when fear steps in at the mention of any disease or at the diagnosis of any disease, immediately fear sets in. You are sinking. But in the same way that you have faith to be healed for what maybe you call the common cold, have the same faith to be healed of whatever disease is pronounced. Today, people are panicking because of COVID-19. But God has a power to heal COVID-19. He does. He does. And he's healing people of COVID-19. And I pray, I pray every day for anyone that has been infected with COVID-19 that the healing power of God should touch their lives and they be healed and they walk in divine health. Beloved, it is your right to be healed and to walk in divine health. Now, we find faith in the word. Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you feed your spirit with the word of God concerning healing, the more that faith is built up in you, and your healing comes. The word itself is healing. Proverbs four twenty to twenty two. It says, "My son, attend to my words, and incline your ears to my saying. Let them not depart from your eyes; keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them, and health." To all their flesh. The word of God is life to those who find them. And the word of God, Bible says, is health to our flesh. The word of God is medicine. Amen. The word of God is medicine. See, the word of God is creative. The word of God creates. God formed the whole earth with his word. And so that same word which is written, his heart, which is written, his heart's desires, that is carry the same creative power. And so if you are sick in your body, it's that same creative word that will bring you healing. And so look to the word more than to the infirmity. Look to the word. And the more you look to the word, the more you, you, your faith is built up. And the word begins to create and recreate something within you, not just in your spirit, but in your spirit and in your body. The word of God, beloved, will bring you healing. And if you feed your spirit with the word of God concerning healing all the time, you will walk in divine health. Sickness and disease cannot take you over. They'll pass by, they'll go. They'll come, they'll go. A hundred times, they'll go. Because they'll come to meet that creative power of God's word resident within you. Beloved, your spirit carries the ability to carry the power of God to an extent that no sickness, no disease can overwhelm you. I think it was at the time of the bubonic plague, John G. Lake, mighty healing evangelist of the past, John G. Lake went to South Africa. In those days, people were dying, I mean really dying, of the bubonic plague. And he went about, they, they also had shelters, you know, isolation centers where they sent people who had the plague, taking them away from society. And he went and he went to lay hands on people who had this disease and they were being discharged. He prayed for them, they were healed and they were being discharged. And the poor wondering why, how come he's not getting it? And how come as he prays for them, they get healed? So the scientists said, okay, they want to um, run a test so they they took a pie a, a dish a pie dish and put the um, uh, well bacteria whatever in it and when John put his finger in it all the Bacteria started going away His finger in it just starts scattering them and they start dying. Why? Because the anointing the power of God in him was so strong that when he put his hand in the dish all the diseases, the, the bacteria or viruses are dying. Even if any of you have seen the, the the documentary on how soap is able to dispel coronavirus, something like that. So the power of God, beloved, is able to destroy infirmity in your body. And that power of God is resident in his word. Amen. Number one, in his word. Amen. God promises restoration of health unto all those who are sick. In Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 15 to 17, he says, Why do you cry because of your affliction? Your sorrow is incurable for the multitude of your iniquity. Because your sins were increased, I have done these things to you. Therefore, all those who devour thee shall be devoured, and all your adversaries, every one of them, shall go into captivity. And those who spoil you shall begin for a spoil, and all those who pray upon you, I will give for a pray. Then I love verse 17. It is one of my go-to scriptures. It says, For I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of all thy wounds, saith the Lord. He says, I will restore health unto you, and heal you of all your wounds, saith the Lord. Because they called you an outcast, saying, This is Zion, which no man seeketh after. So we see the two things there. Divine healing and divine health. So I will heal you of all. I will restore health, restore health, continual well-being to you, and then I will heal you of all. He didn't say some. This one, as I minister this word to you, I don't know what is going on in your body. There are certain infirmities that are, you know, on the external. Everybody can see you are sick. There are some that are also inside or or hidden. There are some which are also emotional. But the healing power of God heals all, be they on the outward, inside, hidden in your emotion, or even in your in, 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 in you know inside you. Because some some carry emotional wounds. Some carry emotional diseases. You know, and and it's difficult. And I always the people who carry emotional wounds are, are the people that you know I really have compassion on because you see if um, let's say all right so right now I have a cough you can see that I have a cough so if you are going to preserve Lord heal the apostle of this cough you can see it but if my I'm bleeding inside like not like a physical bleed, but pain in my heart for anything any reason any wrong done any disappointment any failure anything that is causing me grief nobody sees it and because of that people are quick to judge other people not knowing that they are carrying emotional diseases pain inside and and you know when you carry an emotional pain your your attitude is, it affects your attitude and people wonder ah this gentleman they'll say he's some way you are not some will. something is working in the person's soul in their minds in their will and their emotions That is making them some way. That's why the attitude is different. But I'm happy to tell you this morning that the healing power of the Christ heals us inside and outward. Jesus himself said that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. Then he says to heal the brokenhearted, those who are hurting within those who have an emotional disease. People, you know, have all kinds of infirmities within, mental diseases, depression. They come out, they smile, they put on the makeup, but inside, in the mind, something else is happening. But for all these, the healing power of God heals. This morning, I have prayed that may everyone that receives this message today, Receive the healing grace of God to heal you emotionally, spiritually, physically. I pray that may God heal your mind of the past. May God heal your mind even of the present. Because maybe you're going through a hard time now. May God heal you. Amen. And may you walk in divine health. Hallelujah. He says that I will restore health unto you. And I will heal you of all your wounds, not some. May we receive healing to all our wounds. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody agree with me and say amen. Amen. So God's plan is for you to be healed and to walk in divine health. Amen. I said that through the word of God we can be healed. All right? Now, through prayer we can be healed. James clearly spells it out. He said that is there is any afflicted, let him pray. Is any happy, let him pray. Whatever the situation is in life, he said pray. They said, is any sick among you? He says let them call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint them with oil. And the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. The prayer of faith. It's not just the oil. The oil is a point of contact for the presence of the Spirit of God. But he said the prayer of faith, the prayer that we pray in faith, shall heal the sick. And even if they have committed any sins, it shall be forgiven them. Prayer is a strong antidote to everything, especially infirmity, sickness, and disease. God calls us to pray. He says in Jeremiah 33:3, we call it God's telephone number. Dial Jeremiah 33. He says, call unto me in the day of trouble, and I will answer thee, and show you great and mighty things that you don't know about. He said, call unto me, and I will show you great and mighty things. That you don't know anything about. When you call upon God, beloved, God's will number one is for you to be healed and walk in divine health. Now, when you call upon him, he will not deny you, he will heal you and cause you to walk in divine health. He said, even we as wicked as we are, we know how to give good things unto good things unto our children. How much more? Him, the good father. Listen, God wants you to walk in divine health. Jesus took every infirmity he took your sickness he took your pain he took your shame he took everything that was adverse to your life that was adverse to you having abandoned life on his own self on the cross and by his stripes beloved you are healed I always said that there was an exchange made on the cross amen and by that exchange you and I today have received fullness of health If any sickness comes upon you, it doesn't belong to your body. It's at the wrong address. And so this one, any sickness in your body is at the wrong address. That's what it's supposed to be. That is not the address, the wrong address. And so you must be bold to tell that disease that, listen, you are the wrong address, leave my body and go amen and that sickness will have to obey let's go to Isaiah chapter 53 in closing, amen I want to read from the verse 1 so who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground he hath no form nor comeliness that we should desire him and no beauty for us to desire him that is the picture of Jesus on the cross. Often we see the picture of Jesus a nice slim white man, beautiful glistening white skin on the cross with a, um, a, a piece of loin cloth covering his you know, private areas his legs crossed like looking nice and dainty. That is a wrong picture. And that's why when we say that by his stripes you are healed, you can't find it to believe. Because if he's looking so fine, where are the stripes? But Isaiah is saying that he had no form nor comeliness, And when we shall see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. Jesus on the cross didn't look fine and relaxed like that. Can you imagine having been whipped with that leather tongue with metal and glass? Bleeding. He was Bleeding. From head to toe, they put a thorn of crowns upon his head and they crushed it into his skull. Bleeding, blood was flowing. So that picture you have in your house, please remove it. Find a better one. So when you see the blood image on him, you understand that. Indeed, he bore your pain. Amen. He bore your pain. Amen. And he says that he is despised. And rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our eyes from him, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. He said he was despised and rejected. You know, when I read this scripture in Isaiah, I take heart. I take heart within myself. Because if Jesus was despised and rejected, and I'm also being despised or rejected. Hey, tough. No big news. What they did to my Lord, they'll do to me or to you. We are not greater than him. Amen. So he was despised and rejected of men. And the other part of it that also strengthens my heart is that Jesus has been through everything that you are going through. Are you feeling rejected? Is the spirit of rejection come upon you because You've been rejected. Listen, that is causing emotional pain. Listen, he can be touched with the feeling of your infirmity. He feels your pain and he just doesn't sympathize with you. Jesus empathizes with you. He's with you in your pain because he's also been rejected before. Are you despised of men? He's also been despised before. So he he knows what you are going through. And that is why he's able to help you. He's able to succor you, as the Bible says, because he's been there. Amen. And he said that, and we hid our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. So surely he has borne our griefs. Every sorrow, every pain, every hurt that you are going through, making you sick, making you. Because sometimes grief can make you sick. Making you sick. He said he has borne it. He has carried it upon himself. And he has carried our sorrows. Are you going through any pain? He has carried it. He said, yet we did esteem him smitten. Smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. We are healed by his stripes. Amen. He was wounded for our transgression. Because of our sin, he was wounded. By his stripes, you and I are healed. He took it. And this is God's remedy for sin and God's remedy for sickness. God didn't just say, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers and leave it at that. He paid the price. He's paid the price. For You to be healed, and so it is your right to be healed. Your father buys you anything, can somebody come and say, I'm taking it from you? No way, I don't want to allow that. If your father buys you today, your father calls you and says, And you go, and somebody says, it's My car, hey, will you allow it? No, so why should you allow that sickness, whether it's physical? In your body, emotional, in your spirit. Why should you allow it to take you over? When your father has paid the price and bought, in essence, purchased healing for you. Take it like that. God has purchased healing for you by the life of his son, by the blood of his son. He says that the life of the flesh is in the blood and I've given it unto you for atonement. Jesus shed his blood to atone for our sins. So the wages of sin, which is death, will not come upon us. Sickness, I said to you, is a process unto death. Today, God has paid the price for your sin, paid the price for your sickness, and so sickness and disease is not part of God's plan for you, it's not your portion. Health, divine healing, abundant life, fullness of life, Long life, prosperity is your portion. We will hold on to it and we take it. Not silly too. we are not saying we are taking it. It is your right. It's your God-given right. Your God-bought right for your life. Don't let any disease, any sickness come and cut your life short. We stand on his word. We stand by prayer. We stand by everything that his word teaches us concerning healing anointing with oil the prayer of faith call the elders don't give in and don't give up because it is your right to be healed and to walk in divine health healing is the bread of God's children and I pray today that may you and your family eat of its fullness eat the bread and be full. amen may your body receive wholeness may every sickness and every disease in your body die out of your body May you be totally restored. Whatever has come to your body, may you be restored completely. May the power of God's restorative anointings fall upon your life. May you, in every day of your life, remember that God has a covenant with you. And by that covenant, He the Lord who says that my covenant with you I will not break. Neither will will I alter the thing that has gone out of my mouth. You can be sure that God will keep His covenant to you. He will heal you, make you whole, and cause you and your house to walk in divine health. You and your household will fulfill the number of your days. You will be full of years. You will go to your grave at a full age as a shock of corn comes in this season. That's what the word of God says in Job's, Job 5. So you will come to your grave at a full age in the same way a shock of corn comes in this season. And listen, he says that and you shall be in league with the stones of the field. Ha, ba, ba. In league with the stones of the field, you know, there can be a stone somewhere around your house or ne- near your town. It was there when you were 19. Go secondary school now, maybe it's even you know, your father's house or your mother's house. That's what has been there for years. And go, go and see the mountains around those stones. Some have been there for thousands of years. And say, You shall be in league with the stones of the field, talking about you are staying strong and you you are living strong and you are living for a long time to fulfill the word of the lord gray hair is a blessing long life is a blessing That means there's a problem but today if you get you're a bit older then people say hey, you're witch you have to die listen Old age is a blessing, and I declare unto you that you will live long. Your children will live long. You don't bury your children, you will not bury your wife or your husband. You not bury your siblings. Amen. You will live long and you will prosper. You will fulfill the number of your days. And even in old age, as the Bible says, you shall still be flourishing in the house of the Lord. Your wisdom will be used to be a blessing unto the younger generation. Some will say, Oh, you know, now I'm old. And people say that you are only 60, 17 years, calling old age upon yourself. You are not old. Listen, may the spirit of the living God come upon you today and quicken your mortal body. Give life to your mortal body. He said that he renews your youth like that of the eagle. Hallelujah. May God renew your youth today. Even at the age of 100, may you still be flourishing. Prince Philip was driving a few years ago. They had to stop him at almost 100 years, I think he's 99 now or something, you will live long and you will walk in divine health. The Lord will quicken your mind, quicken your faculties, quicken your sight, 20 vision, give strength to your heart. You'll be like Caleb. Caleb at the age of 85 still believed to possess that which God had given to him. He said to Joshua, give me this mountain because you were there when Moses promised me this Mount Hebron said, I am strong as I was then. He was 40 or 45 when the promise was made to him. At 85, he said, I am still strong as I was then. Strong enough to go to war at the age of 85. You are sitting there 17 you are crying. Listen, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Today, receive divine health. Receive divine healing. May your, your body be renewed daily. May your organs receive newness of life. May every part of you receive the power of God that gives life. May the zoe life of God, the God life, flow through your mortal body in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, I love this word on healing. I could be talking for the next six hours, but alas, our time is up. But let this word of God dwell in you mightily. Amen. And hold on to life. Amen. Hold on to your life. will not kill you. Amen. When it's your time and you are old, you gather yourself on your bed you call your children and you bless them one by one and then you say and they gave up the ghost ah they gave up the ghost they gave up they said okay now i'm going the lord will bless you okay then they, they they go that is how it should be not that you are just driving you know or somewhere and then bam no no i declare that is not your portion that is not your portion in the life-giving spirit of God rest upon you and your family. May health and healing be your daily bread. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. This morning, if you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, I believe that the exchange that was made at the cross must be received. You must receive it as your yours. That Jesus died for me. And then you get the benefits I've spoken to you of. you want to give your life to Jesus this morning. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God who came to die for my sins. Jesus, I've heard your word. I repent of all my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Wash me and cleanse me by your blood. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me. Thank you Jesus, that I'm born anew. I'm born again. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you if you just pray this prayer. You are a new convert, your sins are forgiven. Call us right after the service. Numbers will be coming on the screen. Call us and we'll have a word for you. And that's the number over there. God richly bless you. Amen. This morning you want to take a good offering, you want to give a good offering the numbers for MTN, Momo, Vodafone Cash and our bank details are on the screen. want to give an offering this morning. God bless you. Let us pray. Father, we bless the offering of your people. And we pray that, Lord, let this offering be used for the furtherance of your work. Pray, Father, Lord, look upon your people, O God, my God, and look upon their lives to bless them, my God, physically, spiritually. And this one, I pray, my God, for financial healing also for many. The many that have lost their jobs in this time, many whose businesses, my God, have gone down many who are struggling even to put food on the table. I pray this morning, the Lord, you with the benevolent God who is called El Shaddah, the full-breasted one. Pray the Lord, help your people. Supply needs of your people, oh God. Make way for them even where there seems to be no way. In Jesus' name, we bless this offering. And I bless your people. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for giving. Amen. Thank you so much for your giving. This morning we want to pray for our nation and the nations of the world want to lift up your hands as we pray want to lift a prayer over Ghana our beloved Ghana our only Ghana amen we're praying for the peace of this nation we're praying the peace the shalom of God upon this nation Bible says that the, the righteous will dwell in peaceable habitation and in secure dwelling places We are praying for God's hand upon this nation. That God will grant Ghana peace. Especially in this election year, we are praying for peace in our nation. Lift up your voice and pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. The word declares, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. This morning we pray, Jehovah Shalom. Your peace upon this nation, O God. We ask the Lord, take over the affairs of this nation. My God, and grant us peace. My God, your peace in the mighty name of Jesus. We are praying, my God, the Lord, let your hand be upon your people. My God, through every region, my God, through every district, we are praying, my God, the Lord, let peace abide. I ask this morning, oh God, the Lord, let your hand, my God, be strong against blood-tested demons, my God, against strife and anarchy. We pray, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord, you bless this nation with peace. And we ask also that lord let there be justice in this nation because lord in the absence of justice there can be no peace and so we pray my god for justice that everything that is done by us as a people will be just will live my god peaceably with one another we pray my god for justice oh god in this nation that let justice be done in everything we do particularly where our upcoming elections are concerned we pray my god for free and fair elections we pray my god the lord let your hand be upon this nation my god and we declare that we will enter into the year 2021 my god in peace we pray father the lord let your power rule my god over the hearts of our leaders my god all political leaders my god we pray father in the mighty name of jesus the lord ghana will be first on everyone's agenda my god in the mighty name of jesus We pray, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus for our president, my God, and his cabinet. We pray, Father, the Lord, you grant unto them more wisdom, my God, in the decisions that they make daily, my God, for your people. We pray, my God, for the spirit of agreement and unity between all political leaders, my God, the Lord, in every decision everyone makes, let Ghana win. Let Ghana be the winner, my God, in everything that we are doing. We pray this morning, my God, for the people of this nation, especially where this coronavirus is concerned. We are asking, my God, for health and healing, my God, in this nation. We are praying, Lord, your hand can stay back. This coronavirus is not bigger than you. And so, Father, we pray this morning that, Lord, release your power of healing upon this nation. Touch lives, heal lives, oh God. Let this virus, my God, die out in this nation. We are praying, Father, for your help. which is impossible with men is possible with you as people say that the coronavirus is going to be with us for years my God that is the word of man and the thought of man but Lord with you there's nothing that is too hard for you to do you can do anything and everything you want in a twinkling of an eye there can be a change and so we pray that Lord intervene my God where this coronavirus is concerned and bring healing We pray, my God, for our doctors, nurses, health workers, those in the front line of the battle with this coronavirus. Oh, Lord, have mercy upon our medical personnel. Heal them, oh God. Protect them, preserve their lives. Mothers, fathers, oh God, as they help, Lord, heal them. Preserve their lives, oh God, and protect them. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, for other people, the media, my God, we pray for pharmacists, everyone, my God, that is part of this fight, my God, military and police, personnel, everyone that is part of this fight to stay back this coronavirus, we pray your hand upon them, your blessing of divine health and healing upon them in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray, my God, for every family in this nation, my God, we pray let your hand be strong upon every family to protect them and preserve them we pray for the other nations of this world we are not asking for ghana alone we are praying for all nations the lord let this pandemic cease my god let this pandemic cease forgive my god as of our sins and the many things that we have done oh god and father have mercy upon your world in the mighty name of the lord jesus we thank you this morning oh god and we bless you the Lord, you say, the Lord, your ears are open to the righteous. Father, we know you've heard us. Help us, O oh God, as a people. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.